Hi, I'm Jaden Petras. And I'm Brandon Bush. And we are the co-hosts of Spark by Revolutionaire. Where we pass the mic to people whose voices are not always heard. And have candid and informative conversations. And today's episode is about financial literacy. Welcome back to another episode of Spark by Revolutionaire. I'm Jaden. And I'm Brandon. Today we have two guests. We have Jackson Session and we have Iman Davis. And Iman Joseph Davis is a first-generation senior marketing student at Howard University. And Iman has been able to pay for his own school as a first-generation college student, primarily through scholarships and practicing responsible management of his finances. In addition to his interests with investing, consulting, digital media and advertising, and data analytics, he also serves as Howard University's president of the School of Business. And now I'm going to introduce Jackson's session. Um, Jackson is a third year at Howard University student from Dallas, Texas, studying finance with the aspiration of entering the venture or private equity space. Currently, Jackson serves as the CEO and founder of his nonprofit organization, Dollars and Change. Thank y'all for coming on to Spark by Revolutionary. He's going to be here. We have a, a great topic lined up. I know Iman has been here before. Jackson, this is your first time. This is my first time. His I first time on the podcast. Yeah. Are you nervous? <laughs> I, you know, I was a little bit at first, but, you know, I got a warm welcome, so I'm ready to... Discussed. Right. <laughs> so we're going to jump into it. You know, we have some amazing people with us that have started and created and been a part of some amazing organizations. So I want to know what sparked your drive to create your organization and to be SOB president, to be a part of everything that you're doing. With me being a first generation college student um, and seeing like, you know, coming from my background uh, with a single parent household as well, seeing my mother struggle. Um, also have an older sister who uh, was unable to obtain a degree on her own as well. Um, and struggling now as a mother of four, I have a lot of people to make proud. Um, and so it's always been like my main charge to take advantage of everything in front of me to, you know, kind of just take charge of my future. One thing that happens at school is like, and we all, we all went to Howard, we get tons of emails with opportunities and things to take advantage of, but like people really don't take the time to sort through them. I take the time to sort through those things. And I, I recall a time even going back to my senior year of high school where majority of the day, I'm sorting through scholarships online to like make sure I can go to college and make that a reality. Um, I bring that same mindset to Howard. I take advantage of everything in front of me. Um, you see my interests that you, that you call out, but that's all come from experience of just like me saying yes to different programs or different experiences that I could, that I could have gotten being a school of business student. Um, and so, and me just being, you know, open to obtaining new experiences um, and learning new things and receiving exposure, which is a powerful thing for me coming from Houston, Texas as a first generation student. You know, I've built passion uh, for, for the School of Business um, and also with me being helped by so many people, especially with like, you know, all of these scholarships that have allowed me to make my senior year at Howard a reality and for me to walk uh, across the graduation stage this May. Um, like I've just received a lot of help and so my passion, and my purpose, I believe, is just to really help others. Yeah. And so you see that through areas in which I'm involved with Revolutionaire right. as well. And so I've been helped a lot. Um, my family has struggled to see me make it to this day. And so I carry the name Davis on my back with a charge, and I'm really focused on, on, on uplifting my family and building generational wealth, which is what we're talking about today. Well, for Dollars and Change, I think, like, what really sparked me to want to create something like that was I'm born from like two teachers is what I like to say. So my mom worked on DISD and public schools all her life. 
And then my dad is a pastor. So like he teaches people, you know, same way as my mom does, right? So I just took that and I really have a passion for working with children and teaching. Um, and so I really took that and matched it with my degree because I'm a finance major. Right. Um, and so I took my passion for learning about numbers and, and business and money management and combined that with my love for working with children and kind of talked to my mom and dad and seen like what was the best range of students or age range for students. And I decided on middle school because they're I feel like they're the most like moldable impressionable what do you teach these kids um so i've done like zoom calls i've done in-person lessons with uh just like different middle schools in dc like learning about just money management i think middle school is kind of the age where you don't have a lot of money and but you're getting some i guess and you're starting to have little things like field trips or like you may want shoes on the weekend or you know some i remember in middle school they started selling stuff like yeah the, the chip boy the chip boy is there go crazy people right so even the girl scouts come on like let's be yeah. like it was everybody was an entrepreneur in middle school right so like you're first getting your your first i guess your own money and so i felt like that was just the perfect age just try teaching them okay this is what you do with your money like you know maybe like get a checking account versus keeping it at home with your mom or maybe like it's time to get a wallet you know understanding like yeah. hey this isn't you if you have 50s or 100s you don't carry big bills or you have a wallet all the time that's what your checking is for right so just teaching kids like the small things that you know i wish that i i went to public school so i didn't have money management mm -hmm. uh, classes luckily i had my parents but not everybody has financially literate parents especially like in our community because of the circumstances not everybody has his finances so uh, just being able to teach people those things, especially, you know, kids with something I want to do. As you should. Right. I think that's amazing, especially in our generation, um, Gen Z, yeah. 18 to 25. I think uh, we're one of the generations with the least amount of, of financial literacy. We yeah. don't know a lot of information about how to manage our money. Mm. I think that goes in, it, it's a lot of factors that contribute to that. Um, the fact of the matter is, that the price of living keeps raising and the minimum wage is not. Right. So instead of saving and developing habits that are healthy to our financial literacy, we're struggling, we're surviving. Yeah. And then it's not encouraging us to make the decisions to educate ourselves. And where are these resources? So right. I guess my question for you guys would be, everyone has so much to say about how Gen Z is lazy and you know we don't wanna do the work, but what is your, what is your perspective? as college students, as people who, as somebody who provides for themselves, like tell, tell be, let's be real. Like, are we lazy? What's what's going on with that? I think, I don't think we're lazy. I think we just have a different world that we're growing up in. Yep. Um, I think that at least like my parents are like 50. Okay, so I think like them, they didn't have really a choice but to go to school and go to work and this is what it was gonna be. And even then, like, I mean, they could have got a trade, right? But at the end of the, goal was a job yeah and i think like our generation we have so many different ways of like getting money like you can be an influencer and some ways are like more proven like okay you're gonna get a job and have a successful life this way but some i think one thing i love about our generation is we're adventurous yeah. and we are like experimental so like nobody's gonna knock you from saying you're gonna get rich off of tiktok because we know people do it people get rich and people do it and people do it well and they turn that into marketing agencies and right. a whole different uh, uh, models. So you, it's a whole, I think our generation is just more ex experimental yeah. and adventurous. I don't think our 
past generations had those opportunities, so they don't understand. What you thinking about? For, for me, it's like, like distraction is running rampant in our generation. Social media runs the world nowadays. It quite frankly runs some people's lives. And so well, our generation is also suffering as a result of generations before us not having those lessons or like these experiences of how to build wealth or um, how to like manage finances or whatever it is, like just financial literacy overall. And so in my opinion, it gets worse with each and every generation um, if the generations before don't take the charge to do the work yeah. and figure out these lessons to then pass it down over to generations coming after us. And so if anything, our generation is just struggling as a result of the past 400 plus excess years yeah. that you know our, our community has gone without these resources, these lessons, this knowledge, this money, and everything in addition to that that we haven't had for the longest. Yeah. And so all of this is is accumulating. Our generation is like we're we're here. Yeah. And we're and it's like for me, I think we're we're figuring out how to navigate society mm-hmm. without like everything that some other communities have. Mm-hmm. And we're figuring it out, but some people fail as you know, naturally as a result. Right. And I think for me, like it's up to the people who are able to like navigate, get these lessons, network and you know, overall connect with people who who know this 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 wealth of knowledge that we don't have access to to then share it with our community. And so, naturally, you have some people falling off because we don't have these examples or, you know, this this knowledge to tap into. For the people that do get the opportunity to, to tap into it, it's it's your charge to go ahead and share that with your community. And so, yeah. paying it forward, paying it forward. I think that speaks to like uh, going back to the social media and like having the opportunities because I feel like. With our phones, we have the world at our fingertips. Yeah. You know, we can see everything. We can read an article. We can learn. We That's why I said distractions run rampant. Because you got rampant. you have access to the information. Mm-hmm. You're just distracted. And you also probably don't know what to search up, mm-hmm. you know, what to search for. And that was my rampant. next, that was, I was getting into my, that was my next point. I think you have the ability, but what is stopping you from making a decision to, you know, educate yourself, get, get, make those healthy choices? Where do you start? So what 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 for you two would you suggest is a good starting point for somebody a youth like us looking to be more financially stable or smarter with their with their money? Mm-hmm. For me, the biggest thing and and what sparked me to be like more financially aware is just paying attention to like my family mm-hmm. and also with education being pushed onto me since a very young age. Right. You know, it came around to my junior year or senior high school. I started to think like realistically about how will I pay for school and I didn't have an answer to that question. Mm-hmm. And so one thing for me that I, I took the lead on was being proactive and figuring out the answer to that question. Yeah. And so um, for me, it was how will I pay for my education? Um, also just like coming home to a single parent household and my mother just like not able to afford certain things for me. Um, I was proactive in, you know, search for a job beginning of my sophomore year in my high school. My first job was Chick-fil-A. I was smiling at people, telling them my pleasure. <laughs> my pleasure. But my, my mother just put me in, like, in charge and responsible for certain things. And so um, also like I saw certain things I went without that other people had. I wanted a car. I, I wanted some shoes, as Jackson yeah. said, on the weekend. And also like even like basic necessity things like struggling my mother struggling to pay for lunch things along those lines mm-hmm. um and i just kind of took the charge mm-hmm. and so for the youth um and for those who are struggling with the idea of like oh what, like how do i know what it's my turn or um when when should i become financially responsible it's never too early 
um, pay attention, pay attention to your surroundings. Um, if, and if you do have the opportunity to be more present financially for yourself, or you have the inspiration or you feel the charge in it, like to do something, follow it. Like, like we said, you have all of this knowledge, all of these resources available to you nowadays, you know, eliminate the distractions and really educate yourself on what's, what's present in our society today. And you could be such a powerful force within our generation and, and within our community. And so pay attention uh, to your family dynamic. I know we all come from a, a special story. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you find yourself in a, in a position to become more responsible for your family at an early age, embody that and take the proper time to educate yourself and you'll be a powerful force. I'm actually experiencing like financial like hardship and trying to like mm. move. So mm. obviously, like I have graduated from Howard. I'm not in college anymore. I'm like almost two years removed this upcoming May period. Mm -hmm. But now as a full grown adult who pays my own bills, I pay my own credit cards. Everything is coming out of my own pocket. I wish I would have had those conversations with my parents. I wish that somebody would have had um, the time to really show me what all of that stuff meant. Because now as a young adult and trying to navigate these sorts of things that, like I said, I have no clue about, it's really difficult. It's really incredibly difficult. Like I was literally um, trying to apply to get a place and I got rejected because of my credit. And even though it was only because of like a little discrepancy that just resulted in a large credit drop, that was still something that affected me from getting something that I wanted, despite any other things that was on my record. Of course, I don't have a criminal record. You know, my background is cool. Rental history is cool. I pay my bills on time. I've never missed a bill. So it's stuff like that that nobody lets you know like hey in order for you to build your credit you should probably do this at this time build it over time so that way you can give yourself a lot more yeah like i only have one credit card because everybody has scared me about how bad credit can be and how dangerous it can be so i got me a small credit card to build myself up and you know it did a little something but i still think like had i had the opportunity to learn more or for people to really sit me down and be like, hey, like how we have the talk, how we, right. you know, sit up here and have conversations about all of these other different things. We need to have financial talks with our young people and just really sitting them down and getting them to understand, like, once you get out into this real world, this is what you need to make sure that you got going on. Even mm -hmm. while you're in college, you can do little stuff like how I did. Get you a small credit card, use that to like do Uber and stuff like that, order Capital One. I got discovering. Discover, I got that stuff. That was my first, just doing stuff like that to help you have some footing once you get out into the real world. I wish I would have had those conversations. I think another thing is too, and also just to be transparent, I'm I'm about to move off to Chicago for a job and um with you having like the fear and also, you know, being denied for an apartment, that's definitely something scary for me as well. Yeah. You know, being a first gen student and not having the opportunity to build credit before coming off to college. But right. it's just like we should start having these conversations as well. Mm -hmm. And like it's nothing to be scared away from. Yeah. Like for me, I've had the benefit of, you know, being able to network and learn from many established professionals in, in you know, uh, corporate America. And I and I learned these lessons. But if you and I never talk about this, Brandon, you'll never know that I have three credit cards and that um, I, like, have learned this from, once again, these people who have this wealth of knowledge. Yeah. 
and like we never share resources or, exactly. or what we've been able to learn. And so I think it's also just having conversations between ourselves because, you know, even go back to my early point, our generation is suffering from generations before us not really having access or any any types of, of know-abouts of any of these things we're discussing nowadays. And so we're navigating this, mm. we're making mistakes, and we're learning from them, but we must share these 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 lessons we learn together. I know I'm gonna have these conversations with my kids because they ain't finna struggle like I'm struggling right now. Oh no. Speaking of credit, you said something like um, that it's kind of ingrained in us to be scared of credit cards. Mm. Um, I think that was one of the things me, I, I relate to you a lot, Iman, um, in terms of, you know, getting to a point where you're realizing like nobody's paying for college for me. Mm. Like nobody's paying for my housing, nobody's paying for my, my room and board, nobody's paying my tuition. How am I gonna do this? And I think I the same way you were looking at those scholarships is the same way I be on those scholarships. I the last two years of my college experience, I have not paid a dime mm. because I went out and sought those scholarships. I being proactive and a self starter is so important. And it takes some some of these scholarships take less than an hour. I'm gonna be real. And less than ten minutes. Less than ten minutes. Yeah. minutes. Barely people are fine. If, if you have those essays lined out, yeah. those short answers, your why, your passions, because a lot of them ask the same questions. Um, you know, it's it's very it's it's really not hard. I mean, the quickest money I made, I'm not gonna lie to you, is be, is through a scholarship. Like a, a, a t I took an hour out of my day and I got ten thousand dollars. That helped me pay for my school. Mm -hmm. It's it's really I think um, like you said, finding those opportunities and not just passing them by, swiping them by, letting those distractions get in the way can really change your life. Um, also, also and, I, I, I have to say this. So, um, I think something in our community like that's pushed on us is, is getting a job like at an early age with, you know, our family, our family struggling and um, essentially like us having to be providers for ourselves early, at an, at an, at an early age. Um, essentially like my senior of high school. I changed my thought process on that. Um, instead of like getting a job throughout my entire senior year of high school where I'm going to have to commit time, my energy, and just overall like myself to a job all day, why do I not just sit in the library and apply to as many scholarships as I can and, you know, therefore increase my chances of getting as much money as I can and also, you know, making the ability to come to Howard much more more practical. Is that like, what you did? That's what that's exactly what I did. And and I did earn much more money, much more money choosing that perspective instead of just, oh, like I need some money, I need to pay for school, let me go get this job. No, like there are many ways to go about a situation. Don't be afraid to challenge like the status quo, um, and follow your direction. Mm -hmm. And in me doing that, you see me nowadays here and I have the the capabilities of telling you that I've earned over one hundred and thirty thousand dollars to be able to pay for my school. And so like, don't be afraid to challenge the status quo. Follow your own sense of direction and, like, be a self-starter. Trust yourself. Take the proper time to educate yourself and you can make it happen. I tell people all the time, if I can do it, you can do it too. I'm done. I agree. <laughs> Period. I, yeah. Um, I was just saying, like, to his point of being a self-starter and, like, to both of you guys' this point about, like, getting your own job and, you know, actually going out and paying your own bills, I think... My dad taught me like the first thing to like realizing money, cause he always would say, "Jackson, you don't understand money." Mm -hmm. And I would be like, "You know, I can save, I can spend. Like, I understand. Money. I know not to pay my credit card bill late. You know what I'm saying?" But I don't think he 
was saying that in the literal sense, but I never understood it because I didn't have bills in my name. Right. Mm-hmm. And so until I had like being, to, I was a, I was at the point where I was like, okay, let me get my phone bill in my name. Right. So I know I can go out to the movies. I can go to the mall, get those shoes. I could do whatever. But at the end of the month, if I want to call my friends, that whatever needs to be in that account or it's going to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not going to be able to do that. And so then I got to actually put, okay, this is my money and these are my responsibilities, like you guys are saying, and it started to click in my head. Yeah. And I'm glad that I did have that. And I do think we all need to have that. At some point, it needs to be a transition, whether it's the smallest bill, like your phone bill, right? And then a transition to dealing with Howard, we have to pay rent here. So that's a big boy bill. Have to pay rent. Hey, yeah, that's a big boy bill. So now I'm dealing with that because I'm an undergraduate. Like, uh, well, some of us are still undergraduate. But yeah, like being undergrad and paying rent, like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But that comes a whole different level of financial literacy and maturity that, you know, conversations could be had. So we all have that knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like your point. Like, start early and take yeah. small responsibility if you can. Right. Um, Especially before you're in a position to support yourself yeah. and navigate this world with a full set of responsibilities. Yeah. You know, if you're young watching this, your Because they don't stop. You know, they the don't. bills, once they you start don't. paying them, they don't <laughs> you know, stop. I know y'all, y'all got the thing from your parents, like, you know, you want to stay a child as long as possible. Man. Because once it... Once and, the bills start rolling in... <laughs> oh my God. The mail starts coming in your name, it never stops coming <laughs> in your name. Not, yeah, so... Yeah. The mail never stops it coming in your stops. name. It never stops. Like, mm-hmm. I I think I a shift for me happened a few years ago. Like, I, I got I got my... Well, not a few years ago. I got my car last year, so that's a... I hope g- glad congrats to the what's up but you know i got the insurance i pay my own rent i pay my own bills it's it's i have two jobs I, i'm going to one tomorrow 7 a.m so it's like all of these things i manage and i learn to manage by myself unfortunately mm. um and like a point like a point that you mentioned a lot of what i learn is from watching my family, watching my parents, watching them make decisions that I would never make watching or them. never want to be in, positions that I would never want to be in. And you get tired of it when you live a life where you're constantly, you it's you lack stability, it's very tiring. And I want to bring in a point, going back to the Gen Z. So only according to um, Deloitte Global 2022, Gen Z and Millennial Survey, only a quarter of Gen Z report that they can comfortably cover their monthly living expenses. And almost half, 46%, say they live paycheck to paycheck. Mm. So what is that? That's a frightening, that's very frightening. Um, what does that mean for us in the future in terms of how we're living? How do you? I know, Brandon, you're in that world right now where you're you just graduated college, we're about to graduate college. Is that not scary? Like, is that not what something? Think, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it is pretty scary. I, I seen another article that said that like 46 or like 50% of people making $100,000 are living paycheck to paycheck too. So I think it's just like speaks on our world today and what we're graduating into um, up here, price of living is crazy, yeah. right? Especially being from the South. Like we know that we would not be dealing with this if we were back home, right? But like, again, being able to manage that uh, something that we're just gonna have to focus on. Um, but I also think that our generation, we have like a lot of expensive habits. Yeah. We especially like in DC, we like brunch. We like to look I'm nice. And that's a, but those are real things that we have to budget into our yeah, money, yeah. like especially because like you know brunch, like looking nice is a big thing here. Like 
Hell, just, even ordering out for DoorDash. Yeah, DoorDash yeah. is expensive. Well, Uber, getting even, around. Even like, paying for groceries. It's yeah. becoming oh, expensive. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. You definitely let's, have let's to budget out for me. Yeah, so. But that's another point. Like, it's making smart decisions. So when is when is the time to say no to that brunch? When is the time to say no to going out to El Rey on, on that on that? Nah. <laughs> nah, because it really is never no to brunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can say no to brunch. You make it happen. No, you can say you can say no to brunch. You call uh, overdraft your account trying to don't go, go to brunch. Uh, trying to go to brunch. <laughs> don't go to brunch. Don't go to brunch. Don't go to brunch. It's not worth it. It's not worth the stress. The stress. You can make that mimosa at home. You can at make home. Some mimosa at home. And if you can't, girl, watch a movie. And I, <laughs> it speaks to healthy habits. I feel like also yeah. another thing that I'm learning. I have friends who are in different situations than I am, and it's very hard sometimes to keep up with them. Yeah. So I think. Having and if you have friends that love you and care about you and understand your situation, I think it's very important for people to have conversations with them. Yeah. Like I just recently had a conversation with my roommates about how, you know, our spending habits in the house because we shop yeah. together, we go grocery shopping together. You know, we're in Costco. I'd to do that. Yeah, we're in Costco. Why are you picking the thirty dollars shrimp? Let's get that twenty dollars shrimp. Like, Great value tastes the same. <laughs> Great that. value tastes the same. Like you're trying to get those lace chips. No, right. that, 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 that great value water is disgusting. Oh, oh. but that's another thing, though. That is another thing. Like there are different things that when you go shopping, you get the great value and you get the offering. That goes back to budget. Yeah, that's that does go back to budget. That's something that my mom taught me. Yeah, you gotta decide what you're gonna and back to the brunch. Like you gotta decide mm -hmm. what you're gonna spend your money on. Mm -hmm. And that's the goes back to conversations because a lot of people just don't have that no. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people, if you invite me, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Like and they're I know some people, I was some people at one point, mm -hmm. like I have fear from checking my account sometimes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so sometimes <laughs> danger. Yeah, so sometimes I'm gonna go Double out on your whole day. Whole night. Yeah, your whole night Why if you open you that map. Yeah. Two dollars? <laughs> right. So it's like sometimes you just have to have real conversations yeah. with yourself. With yourself. And sit down and really be stern with yourself about a budget. Mm -hmm. Now, is it okay if we take a little bit of a pivot? Now, with all of us talking about these things, um, of course, we have talked about how cost of living is going up. Um, we're in we're in a coming recession, inflation, and all of these things are happening. How do we continue to center liberation in this talk? Like, is there a such thing as financial liberation with all of these things that are happening? It's it's definitely such a challenge at time that that we're in and. Financial liberation is definitely possible. Mm -hmm. And you see it within all other communities that exist around us. Mm -hmm. You know, the Jewish community is big on financial liberation. They will run. Their dollar circulates. Their dollar mm -hmm. circulates in their economy. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, uh, whites have, have thrived in this country for the longest um, off of the work that our ancestors have completed. And they're liberated financially. Oh. And so, you look at, for me, I look at every other community around me. And I see some form of financial liberation uh, within their community. And I definitely think that it's just as possible for us. Um, I think, once again, it just goes back to taking the time to properly educate yourself. Yeah. Education was pushed on me, like, since such an early age. You know, the mind is very powerful. And with us not having, you know, this knowledge being or being born into this knowledge or being born into, like, families of wealth that have had wealth passed down as well as knowledge passed down for in excess of 200 years, like we're just at a disadvantage. Yeah. Somebody's gonna have to put in the work and, you know, bridge that gap mm -hmm. and it's us. Yeah. And so 
we must take that charge. Mm-hmm. You must take that charge and you must put some power behind that charge. Mm-hmm. Believe in yourself and understand that you got you got what it takes. Yeah. Our, our, our ancestors have oh man. No, go, go ahead, ahead. go ahead. Oh, our ancestors have endured so much like worse than what we like yeah. have have to navigate nowadays. Like we're complaining about oh we're not able to go to brunch. <laughs> like, we have endured. Nah, actually, no, like that was <laughs> like it's like it's kind of crazy, but our ancestors have endured so much, and our community is still around nowadays, and we're still pushing. Yeah. And so, one of those things that that needs to be next for us is financial liberation. It's more than it's more than possible. It is possible, and you and we must individually do our own parts to make that happen. And so, instead of focusing on you know the larger group at, at, as a whole, focus on what you can contribute individually, and focus on making that impact. And if and if we all have that focus. It will get done. Amen. That's a word. Nah, because I really want to pick up, pick up where you left off. Like I agree wholeheartedly. I think it starts with us. Like we're like blessed enough to be at you know the best HBCU, but there's hundreds of other HBCUs where there's kids just like us, just as eager as us, just ready to get it out the mud like us, like who are getting those grades and going to go get those high paying jobs and have the education where they can get jobs and change the future and i think that that is the first thing because even our parents like the the world was a lot different back when they were in undergrad so like when they graduate right so when they graduated like even the great jobs that they could get were not like paying what we are about to be or like you know i'm saying able to get paid so we have to take that and then go into those spaces and thrive like we were talking about zuri and thrive and then bring people back and then, you know, I think that is the way we can reach the liberation. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, another point you bring up is it's about bringing those up behind you, mm-hmm. you know. Um, like other communities have such a focus on, you know, giving back and, and helping and, each other and, and, and uplifting each other as well as helping each other. I, I think that one thing that's present in our communities is that we're disbanded. Yeah, you know, we're not we're not together in, in such sorts. And it's like a, I'm gonna look out for myself mindset. And that's a survival tactic that we had to learn, that we had to adapt to, because we had our own economies, we had our own communities, we still do, but you know, there were systems put in place to marginalize us, to take those away. And then we got into a, a, a mindset of, okay, if that's how it's gonna be, you know, I'm gonna focus on me, I'm gonna make my money, I'm gonna, I'm gonna protect my family. And it's not coming back to a community-centered place, you know? So we don't have those businesses on a block that are working with each other. Everybody's preaching uh, by black owned, but it's not like unionized, it's not together, it's not consistent. And a lot of that, a lot of our, in, in our community, if we're talking about the black community, a lot, of, a lot of these issues are, like I said, out of survival, out of fear. So, you know, I just wanna, I wanna thank y'all for coming on the show, for coming on the podcast and talking it up. And I want to leave you guys with some points. So give us like one point that you would, you feel like our listeners, our viewers can, you know, relate to and take in. So, and this is, this is kind of relevant to what you were just discussing, but go the extra mile to support black businesses. You know, Amazon is, is here. It's easy. Um, But you have tons of black businesses around you that probably give you the same things that Amazon can provide. And you will have to like, you know, navigate around, some shipping deadlines that will be different. Um, the experience may be different, but any black business around you or that you can support online, like really go the extra mile to support black businesses. I think that's also a big part of 
you know, black financial liberation as a whole. Mm -hmm. And in our community, we definitely do not go the extra mile um, to support our own businesses. We seek convenience. We seek the thing closest to us. Sometimes you just got to go out your way. And and you going out your way, you're making you're you're making an impact one purchase at a time. And so go the extra mile, um, and you know do what you can to support black businesses because at the end of the day, it's benefiting us and our community. Yeah. Um. For me, I'd just like to leave off when just I think everything you said, you pretty much wrapped it up. But I think financial literacy is something that again is very important to all of us, and it should be important to people in our community. And I think that. Like, if we're fortunate enough to have that knowledge, paying it forward and teaching people younger than us and even people older than us, like trying to retrain some of those bad habits um, mm -hmm. for the little money or a lot of money that you do have, like creating healthy habits. Right. Because anything like that you can start doing small or big will continue to have that snowball effect and will continue yeah. to if it's not us that clicks with it, your children will click with it because they'll see dad or mom doing it. Right. Or, you know, so on and so on, just having those good examples in our community so that everybody can get that. Because, like I said, it is about our community at the, you know, end of the day and circulating those black dollars and mm -hmm. reaching liberation one day. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Period. And, and, you know, we're so grateful that we got to speak with Iman and Jackson. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. They are, you know, young, black, successful men, and they're going to do great things in life. Um, and we are just grateful to get those gems. So tune into our next episode on Spark by Revolutionaire. We have some amazing topics to talk about. Yeah, thank you for tuning in. All right. And that's it. Period. Hey, y'all. Make sure that y'all stay tuned for more episodes for Spark by Revolutionaire. And follow us on TikTok and Instagram at revolutionaire.co. See you later.